Hi, I'm Pastor Robbie Barrett, and I want to take this time to thank you for taking time out of your busy day to listen to a life-changing word from God. And I pray that as you listen to these podcasts, that it will shape your way of thinking and that you will be walking in the fullness of what God has for you. I want to talk about today sowing in times of trouble. That's what I want to talk about. And, and I believe that this is really going to help people, not only in this building today, but many people that's watching on Facebook and that will be watching this on television, sowing in times of trouble. Now, a lot of times uh, we've been taught that, you know, you sow when times are good. And, and I'm not just talking about money. I'm going way past money. So I want you to hear me today. That we've been taught, you know, we praise when things are good. We do these things when things are going great. But I want to teach you a new perspective in here this morning. If, if the enemy is hitting you, if he's bombarding you, and he'll use people, he'll use situations, circumstances, whatever. If you feel like uh, hell is coming against you, this is your word today. I want you to go with me to Galatians 6, 7, and 9. I want you to read this with me today, and let's open up in prayer. Lord, we just thank you this morning for this opportunity to be in your house. I don't take it for granted. I thank you, Lord. It is, I, I love what David said. It said he rejoiced. He was glad when they said, let's go to the house of the Lord. We are glad to be in here this morning. We're glad to have fellowship in here today with our brothers and our sisters. And Lord, I thank you for this word. And I thank you for what you are doing in this season right now. In this season, Lord, you are doing great and mighty things. And I give you all the praise for it now in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Now look with me here, Galatians 6, verses 7 and 9. It says, Be not deceived. Now why would he say that? Don't be deceived, for God is not mocked. Whatsoever a man sows, that shall he also reap. Why would he make that statement, don't be deceived? Let me tell you why. Because when you stand out in faith, when you take steps of faith, when you do the right thing, the enemy, I promise you, he will make it look as if you have done the wrong thing. He will make it look as if what you have sowed, the seeds of tears or joy or faith or whatever that you have sown into the kingdom, he's going to try to convince you that it was fruitful, that it was futile, it was, it was worthless. It's not going to amount to anything. So God says, don't be deceived by this. Don't be caught up by what's going on around you. Why? Because the Bible says that God is not mocked. Whatsoever a man sows, that shall he also reap. For he that sows to his flesh shall reap of the flesh corruption. Those that sow to the Spirit shall reap of the Spirit life everlasting. Simply put, if you do what the Word says, you're going to thrive. Amen? But if you do what your flesh wants to do, come on, you're going to lose out. So then at verse 9, he says this. He says, verse or excuse me, let me read verse 8. For he that sows to the flesh shall reap of the flesh corruption. He that sows of the Spirit shall reap life everlasting. But let us not be weary in well-doing. Let me say this again. But let us not be weary in well-doing. For in due season, say that with me, due season, we shall reap if we faint not. There's one thing that God has attached to the spiritual law of sowing and reaping. And that is, is that to receive a bountiful harvest, you have to do one thing. 
to ensure that you'll have increase, to ensure that you will have a harvest. You want to know what that is? Don't get weary in well-doing. Can I put it a little bit uh, more clear? Don't give up. Don't throw in the towel. And I know I talked about this last week about mental toughness. But I want to teach you today that when times of trouble have come upon you, and maybe you, some of you in here, you can raise your hands and say, yes, that's me. Times of trouble have come upon me. Times of hardship, times of pressure have come upon me. What do I need to do? This is what I'm telling you, and this is what Paul told you. He said, you need to sow. You need to sow. And, and let me be more specific. You need to sow in whatever area the enemy's pressuring you in. Lord Jesus. So if he's pressuring you in your body, you need to sow to health. If he's pressuring you in your finances, then you need to sow to your finances. If he's pressuring you to your marriage, then you need to sow to your marriage. Whatever area that the enemy is attacking you in, that's where you need to sow. Now, I know you've heard on the contrary. You have heard that in times of trouble, you need to hide away. You need to hunker down. You need to just... Uh, Reserve yourself, all these other things. But I'm going to teach you something different. Instead of trying to hoard up the things that God has given you, I want you to give them. You say, what do you mean? I want you to give more love. I want you to give more grace. I want you to give more mercy. I want you to give more of the gifts that God has placed on the inside of you. That's what I want you to do. How many feels like preaching in times of trouble? Come on. How many feels like worshiping in times of trouble? If I took a poll, if I took a, a census and said, hey, how many people enjoy flowing in the gifts of God, flowing in the anointing, praising and worshiping, doing what you're called to do when it seems like all of hell is coming against you? I guarantee you that most people would not raise their hands and say, yes, that's what I enjoy. But I'm here to tell you that's the enemy's tactics. He wants you to come to the place where you don't feel like singing anymore. He wants you to come to the place where you don't, you don't feel like prophesying. You don't feel like praising. You don't feel like worshiping. You just feel like going and hiding in a cave somewhere. How many remembers a man that did that once? There was a prophet one time that said, I'm so tired of this. I just want to get away and I want to hide myself. But that wasn't the answer. God went to Elijah and he said, Elijah, what are you doing here? This is not the place. You need to be out there prophesying. You need to be raising up a, a, uh, somebody, a predecessor. You need to be raising those people up. So now is not a time. If you're going through trouble, now is not the time not to sow. But watch this. If you know anything about sowing and reaping, if you know anything about harvest, then you understand that once you sow the seeds, there's a waiting period. Amen? There's a waiting period. It's not instant. Now, there's sometimes that God does miraculous things, and I mean, He'll turn it around in an instant. But most of the time, it is a process, and that is where people fall away. Between sowing the seed and the harvest, in between there somewhere, that's where people get weary in doing well. They get weary in staying faithful. They get weary in staying steadfast. They get weary in, in, in doing what God has called them to do. But that is when you need to put in the most effort. Somebody say amen in here today. Seed takes time to mature. It takes time to grow. And in that time of growing 
In that time of maturing is where the enemy likes to work. Look at Luke 8. We'll go to the King James first. Look at Luke 8, verses 10. Jesus said unto them, Unto you it is given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God. That's what we're about, right? We're about how does the kingdom function. He says, But to others it will be in parables, that seeing they might see, hearing they might not understand. Not now the parable is this. The seed is, verse next verse, it says, The seed is the word of God. Those by the wayside are those that hear. Then comes the devil to take away the word out of their hearts, lest they should believe and be saved. Then they are that are on the rocks are they which hear the word, receive the word with joy, and these have no root which for a while believe. But in times of what? In times of trouble. They received the word at first with joy. Hey, I'm going to believe this thing. I know it's going to work for me. And then there goes some time. Time passes by. A waiting period passes by. And you begin to feel the pressure. You begin to feel the, the attacks of the enemy. And this is where people say, this is not worth it. This is not working. So he says, in times of trouble, they fall away. Next verse. The CEV for me, Dave, if you would. This is the CEV version. It says, so he answered, he said, I have explained the secrets about the kingdom of God, of God's kingdom to you, but for others I can only use stories. These people look, but they don't understand. Next verse. It says, this is what the story means. The seed is God's message. What did God say to you? I don't care what he said to somebody else. I want to know, what did he say to you? Now, you'll have people come by and say, well, this is what God meant. No, God didn't say it to them. He said it to you. Somebody say amen. So I want you to remember, what did God say to you? So he said, this is God's message. Next verse for me, Dave. It says, in the seeds that fell along the road are the people who hear the message, but the devil comes and snatches the message out of their hearts so that they will not believe nor be saved. It says, And the seeds that fell on the rock, a rocky ground, are the people who gladly hear the message and accept it, but they don't have deep roots. How many can tell me the advantage of a plant or a tree who has deep roots? Exactly. That when wind blows, storms, seasons of life come, it won't hinder the tree. This is what Jesus was talking about. He says, if you don't have deep roots, when the storms of life come, you're going to be blown away. You're going to die out. He said, the roots don't go deep. And they believe only, what, for a little while. But as soon as life, come on, help me. As soon as life, what, gets hard. How many of you in here today is life hard right now? When life gets hard... What do they do? They give up. They stop sowing. Can I make it more specific? They stop sowing. Mm. So watch this. At first, everyone gets excited about sowing, right? Oh, man, I'm going to sow and I'm going to get a return, right? 
I'm going to sow this and more of what I sowed is going to come back to me. Glory to God. But then trials come. And we learned about this last week. Trials are often, he says, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations. You remember that last week? That that is a temptation that you were not expecting to come. You wasn't planning on it. You wasn't ready. You wasn't prepared. But it just came out of nowhere. So he says, when these type of things come, it is tempting for people to say, you know what? I'm going to hold off on my sowing. I'm going to hold off on my giving. I'm going to hold off on my praising and worshiping. Because it seems like every time I worship hard, the enemy hits me hard. Every time I try to love more, it seems like the enemy uh, bombards my life anymore. What should I do? Keep sowing. Come on, somebody. Keep loving. Keep giving grace. Keep giving mercy. Keep being a steward of what God has given you. Keep being faithful to it. Because I'm telling you that something is going to come forth on this. The enemy is out to shut down the sowing and reaping process. Why? Because everything in God, everything in life has to do with that law. Do you, do you know that? Everything is sowing and reaping. Everything. God said this in Genesis. He said, as long as time remains, there will be seed time and harvest. There will be cold and heat. As long as time remains, this law is going to be in effect. Hallelujah. All right, so trouble comes, they want to walk away. They stop giving, they stop praying for others, they back off their dreams. How many, watch this now, oh, I never touched on this though. How many, when times get hard, you back off of the assignment? Oh, let me wait a little bit longer. I know this is what God wants me to do. I know this is the direction He wants me to go, but, but I'm getting hit hard by the enemy, so I'm going to back off for a little bit until this goes away. I'm telling you, that's when you need to put your cleats on and keep marching. I'm going to keep going after my dream. I'm going to keep going after the vision that God had for me. Let me remind you what the Bible said about the Israelites when they were in Egypt. Pharaoh seen, the Pharaoh of that time seen that the Israelites were a threat to them. Come on. They were, they were, they were at a disadvantage because they were more numerable, numerable than they were. They, they had skill. They had all these different things. And Pharaoh was afraid. So the Bible says that Pharaoh started attacking them, oppressing them, putting pressure on them. But here's what the Word says. Watch this. The Bible says the more pressure, glory to God, watch this, the more pressure Pharaoh put on the Israelites, the more they multiplied. Let me say it again. I said the more pressure that Pharaoh put on them, the enemy put on them, the more they multiplied. See, right now, you are feeling the pressure, and it is in your mind, well, it's not time to multiply. It's time maybe to decrease, but at least, you know, try to hold on to what I have. Uh-uh. I'm telling you that now is the time for you to increase. Come on, somebody say amen. It is time for you to multiply. It's time for you to get more than what you had to start with, and it comes with pressure. 
I'm not trying to sound cliche in here this morning, but I know you've heard this time and time again. People say, you know, when the enemy's hitting hard, that's when breakthrough's about to hit. Well, that's true. When it, when it seems like the battle is raging, that's when breakthrough is getting ready to come forth. Oh, somebody say this with me. Say, the enemy can't stop me. The enemy can't stop me. All right, so here's what I need you to see. Go to Psalms 126, verses 1 through 6. Psalms 126. It says, When the Lord turned again the captivity of Zion, we were like that of a dream. They were like, man, is this a dream? Somebody pinched me. Is this really happening? How many ever feels like that? Then was our mouth filled with laughter and our tongue was singing. Then said they among the heathen, the Lord have done great things for them. The Lord have done great things for us, whereof we were glad. Turn again our captivity, O Lord, as the streams in the south. They that sow in tears shall reap in what? Joy. Say this with me again. I may have sowed tears, but I'm going to reap joy. He that goes forth and weeps bearing precious seed shall doubtless come again with rejoicing, bringing his sheaves with him. Are y'all listening to what that scripture just said? It said in times of trouble, when you feel the pressure, when you feel the heat, when you're weeping, when you're broken, he said that's the time to sow. Notice what he just said. He said the weeper is carrying his seed. My God, are y'all getting this? The one who's under attack has seed in his hand. I'm here to tell you this morning that God has placed seed in your hand right now. Now, you may feel like you're up against something that you can't defeat, and you feel like, what do I have to conquer this? But I promise you, open up your hand. God is giving you some seed. And he says, in times of trouble, don't hold on to your seed. He said, that's when you sow it. The enemy's just hoping that when he puts the pressure on you, you're going to put that seed in your pocket. You're going to keep that mouth shut. You're not going to praise anymore. You're not going to worship anymore. You're not going to tell anybody how faith works, never fails, always works. That's what he's banking on. But here God says, hey, you might be under pressure right now. You might be weeping. You might feel broken. You might be in the midst of a battle or a storm. He said, but you have seed and it's time to sow it. Turn to your neighbor real quick and say, it's time to sow it. And if you don't have a neighbor in here, do what David did and encourage yourself. Come on, Cheryl. It's time to sow it. It's time to sow. Not when it's good. I'm not waiting on when it gets good. I'm not waiting on when the pressure gets let off of me because I'm telling you, we learned this last week. The word devil in the Greek is two compound words, meaning he's going to continually, it describes what he does. He's going to continually throw stuff at you. He's going to continually bombard you with stuff. It's going to be one flow of attacks after the other. And if you're waiting on him to quit, you're in trouble. The only way he stops is if you stop him. Somebody say amen. amen. But let me, let me be clear. Don't let anybody tell you that it's easy to be faithful. It's not easy to be faithful. 
There are times, watch this, there are times you come in here and you lift your hands and you got your worship on. As the first few scriptures says, it says we were laughing, we had joy about us. There are times you've got that. But then let's be real, there are other times your hands feel like they weigh a ton. Come on. There are times where you feel like you you can't hardly open your mouth to praise God. But I'm telling you, don't stop sowing. Don't stop worshiping. Don't stop being faithful. Don't stop preaching. Don't stop proclaiming the word of God. Because I'm telling you, as you do this, you are breaking through the barriers of the enemy. Are you hearing me? You're breaking through them. And here's the the great thing. Are you ready about this? Now, everything that I've been telling you this morning, it sounds like I'm telling you work, 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 work. But here's the great thing. You can do these things, watch this, and still have rest at the same time. I'm going to say it again because some of you didn't get that. I said you can do these things. You can still sow, you can still be faithful, you can still be steadfast, but also have rest. Somebody say, I can rest in the middle of my storm. Because that's exactly what Jesus did. Jesus rested in the middle of the storm. My God. John 4, verses 35. Jesus said, say not. So if Jesus says, don't say this, what's that mean? Don't say it. He says, don't say that there are four months and then comes the harvest. He says, behold unto you. I say unto you, lift up your eyes. Look on the fields, for they are white already to harvest. Now, I know that he was talking about saving souls, right? The lost is ready to be saved right now. But there is also a spiritual meaning of that verse. You want to know what that is? Quit waiting for the right season. Quit waiting for the right season. Because let me tell you something. The right time to sow is now. Say that with me, now. Now's the time to sow. You say, it sure doesn't look like it. That's why I'm telling you, now's the time to sow. When it doesn't look like it's favorable, when it doesn't look like it's going to do anything, worth anything, that's the time to sow what God has given you. Look at what he said. He said, I am the Lord of the harvest. Say this with me, harvest in every season. Say it again, harvest in every season. Who told you that there are only certain seasons for harvest? No, 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 no. The Bible even says, and it's in Proverbs, I should have brought it up here today, but Proverbs says, it may be Proverbs or Ecclesiastes, it says, he that throws bread on the water continuously... In other words, it says it's something like this. When he continually sows, he guarantees himself a continual harvest. See, we try to pick certain seasons to sow. No, no, no. You sow all the time. Let me be more clear. You sow all the time, good or bad. You just don't realize it. Everything you do is sowing and reaping. Everything. So God says, I'm the Lord of the harvest. That means that his mindset is always on harvest. 
Do you see that? His mindset is always on harvest. So I'm going to say to you, keep worshiping, keep being faithful, keep sowing into other people's lives. Watch this. Even though you may be broken yourself. Oh, I've just reversed many people's concept, didn't I? Because people have told you, you go get yourself fixed first, and then you can help other people. Come on, I know that's what you've been told. Don't you go and lay hands on the sick until you get yourself healed. But God says, you sow that, you reap healing in your life. Brother Robbie, if you were sick, what would you do? I'd find every sick person I could find and lay uh, hands on them. Why? I'm sowing something. If you needed mercy, what would you do? I'd do what the Bible says. It says, he that sows mercy shall reap mercy. Come on. Now's not a time to be bitter, is it? Come on. You don't have time to be in strife. You don't have time to be in division. No, God has taken you somewhere. So God says, if I sow mercy, I'll, I will reap mercy. So I'm telling you that God's mindset at all times is harvest. I don't care if there's times of trouble. I don't care if there's times of pressure. I don't care if there's times of goodness. God's mindset is harvest. So if that's his mind, and the Bible says we have the mind of Christ, then that is our mindset. Amen? I'm going to sow when times are good, when it feels like the enemy's 100 miles away, but I'm also going to sow when it, it seems like the enemy has surrounded me. Can somebody say amen? I'm going to sow. I'm going to be steadfast. We learned last week, let me touch on this real quick. We learned last week that patience means to be able, it's staying power. It's enabling you to stay consistent even under the greatest of pressures. Whoo! So if God's mindset, if he, is the, if he says, I'm the Lord of something, that's his mindset, right? If he says, I'm the Lord that heals you, that's his mindset, is to get you healed. If he says, I'm the Lord, I'm your provider, then that's his mindset, is to provide for you, take care of you. So if he says, I'm also the Lord of the harvest, and that's his mindset, what do you hear when you hear the word harvest? Let me tell you what I hear. Reward. Reward. That's what harvest is, right? If you go out here in a month or two, and you start tilling up your garden, and you plant things, what you eat of that garden is your what? It's your reward. It's the reward of your labor. If you, watch this, if you think a, a piece of ground, watch this, if a piece of ground who's still under the curse of sin will bring you forth a reward, what makes you think that God is not going to do what he said in your life? Come on, somebody. He is faithful. The Bible says he is the rewarder of them that diligently seek him. That word rewarder means he's the wage payer. He pays the wages. Now look at 1 Corinthians 15, 58. It says, Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast. Read that with me. Be steadfast. Be what else? Be unmovable. Always abounding. To what? The work of the Lord. Well, what if I'm under pressure? 
You think Paul wasn't under pressure? <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't think Paul felt like giving up at times? But he said, be unmovable, be steadfast, always abounding, always sowing into the kingdom of God, into people's lives, the work of the Lord. Why? For as much as you know that your labor is what? It's not in vain. I don't care how much the enemy tries to convince or make it seem like it's in vain. God says it's not in vain. When will you learn to stop believing what the enemy presents to you? Now where does he present it? He presents it where? In the physical, right? He wants it to make you think physically by judging and looking around that what you are doing is accomplishing nothing. Why continue to do it? Right? Why continue to do it? Because I have the guarantee. Why am I going to sow in times of trouble? Because I have the guarantee. That number one, God said, I'll not be mocked. And number two, He said, nothing I do is in vain. He's the Lord of the harvest. He's got harvest in mind. So watch this. What do you have to have to have a harvest? Come on, it's an S word. What is it? Seed, right? You have to, before you could ever have a harvest, you got to have seed, right? So if it's God's mindset to get harvest to you, that means He's always got seed for you. Oh, my Lord, listen to me. In times of pressure and hardship, it feels like you don't have the seed. You ever notice that? It feels like you can't afford to sow the seed. But God says, I'm the Lord of the harvest. That means I know that to get a harvest, you've got to have seed. So therefore, I make sure that you always have the seed. Hmm. Now look at Galatians 6, 9. Let me read this to you again. And let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. So watch this. This is not the time. If you're going through a battle, if you're going through pressure, this is not the time to back up. No, no, no. This is not the time to cower down. Because watch this. The enemy thinks that with pressure he's going to kill out your harvest. But what he doesn't understand is that you can use this pressure to your advantage. Are you hearing me? I read, watch this, I read in my Bible, Jesus said the seed abides alone unless it dies. Unless there's some kind of pressure. He said persecution comes for the word's sake. The word of God thrives under pressure. Do you understand that? The Bible says that the word has been tried and tested and been found true. It's been tried. Over and over and over. Now listen to this. I want to deal with these two words real quick. It says, let us not be weary in well-doing. What does that word well-doing mean? It means doing something useful. Doing something useful. Watch this. Okay. You might be under pressure and be in attack right now, and you might be doing something, but watch this. You may not be doing something useful. 
that's what I want to show you. Now, for most people, if they're under attack or whatever, they'll walk the floors worrying. They'll get mad. They'll do this. They'll do that. But is that useful? That word well-doing says you do things that are useful. Now, what did Paul just tell us? He said, be steadfast, be unmovable, always abounding in what? The work of the Lord. Is the work of the Lord useful? Is doing what God called you to do useful? I don't feel like doing it. He didn't ask if you felt like doing it. Come on. If I preached every time I felt like preaching, we'd be in trouble, all of us. There are times you don't feel like doing it. I'm, I guarantee you if Heather worship, did a worship leading, and just any time she felt like it, we'd just be looking at a bunch of empty spaces up here. So it's doing something useful. He says, don't get weary in doing the right thing. How many can agree with me that sometimes doing the right thing is not easy? <laughs> All right, so then he says this. For in due season, I want to deal with that word right there, due season. Say that with me, due season. That word due season is two compound words in the Greek that means, you could say it like this, each seed has its specific season. Each seed has its specific season. Listen to what I'm going to tell you because this is going to help you. It's going to keep you from getting weary. Because watch this. You should be sowing multiple seeds. You understand? You should be sowing in your finances, in your health, in your marriage, in your uh, spiritual walk, whatever. In other people's lives, multiple seeds at one time. This is what we should be doing. Now, this right here lets us know that if I sow in all them areas today, they're not all going to come back to me at one time. That's what that means. If I sow a financial seed today, it may take two or three months to come back. But if I sow, watch this, say I sow into somebody's life joy, that may come back to me next week. You see what I'm saying? See, this is where people get weary is because they think all this stuff is going to come back. No, it comes back in its specific. Each seed that you sow has a specific time and date to come back. Guaranteed. We'll come back. Now, now that we know this, that helps us understand because we know exactly how a garden works. Does corn come up the same time as tomatoes? No. You may have sowed them on the same exact day, right? But they will come back at different times. There is a set time for each seed to come. That's what this word due season means. Specific time for specific seed. So if I sow, again, so if I sow that financial seed and it's not coming right away, but I'm receiving another, I'm not going to get weary in that. I'm not going to say, well, it's not working. I'm, I'm going to quit sowing financial seed. No, no, no. It's got a specific time on it. So I'm going to keep being faithful. Now, to be more specific with the message today, 
if the enemy's pressuring my finances, where am I going to sow? I'm going to sow in my finances. Oh, you better not do that. You better do it. He's attacking my marriage. What should I do? You need to sow to your marriage. Amen. You don't back off. All right. So I say all that to say this. Don't judge by a season. If every seed has a specific season, don't judge it by a season. If my tomatoes come back first, don't judge your corn and say, this is not working, I'm going to uproot this. That's just a season. It's not its season. Are you hearing me? This really helped me because this made me realize, watch this, that God has a specific season for certain things in your life that they're going to come forth. They don't have a choice. Are you hearing me? They don't have a choice. So what's my job? My job is to not grow weary in doing well. My job is to keep doing the right thing. My job is to keep doing useful what's useful and be steadfast and be patient, right? Have endurance. That's what we learned last week. Have mental toughness because it is a guarantee it will come. Now, I want, to look, I want you to look at this last verse. Isaiah 61 3. Isaiah 61, 3. I appoint unto them that mourn in Zion to give them beauty for ashes, to give oil of joy for mourning, to give the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they might be called the trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that they may be might, that he might be glorified. Do you know what this verse means? It's easy to understand now after this message. Are you ready? You sow your brokenness. You sow your brokenness, right? What does God guarantee in return? He says, you will reap something beautiful. Isn't that what he said? He said, for their Ashes. All I have is brokenness right now. All I have is ashes. God says, that's what I need. That's your seed. Sow that to me, and I'll give you something in return beautiful. I'll make something beautiful out of this. All right, so let's go on. He says, you sow your mourning. Do I have anybody in here, those watching on Facebook, that's been mourning, been grieving? All right? You say, I don't feel like so enjoying other people's life. I don't feel like being happy or all this other stuff. God says, sow your mourning to me. Sow it. And I'll give you a harvest of what? Joy. I will give you the oil of joy. Now... I don't know what you get out of that, but here's what comes to me. Are you ready? Anytime that oil is used in the Bible, from Genesis to Revelation, it is not, watch this, it never represents just one 
drip of oil. It always, you can look at it, study it out. It always, it's a, almost a continual flow of oil. When they anointed somebody in the Bible, if they anointed, when they anointed, when Samuel anointed David as king, he didn't do, you know, like we do, just, he didn't do that. He filled up an entire uh, ram's horn of oil and dumped it on it, poured it on his head where it would completely just keep running off of him. God says, you sow me your joy or your mourning, I'm going to make you an overflower of joy. And it's not going to be some one-time little thing, do you? No, it's going to run off of you onto other people. Think about that. All right, he says, you sow in heaviness. In times when you feel heavy, in times when you feel under pressure, when you feel like all the world's weight is on your shoulders, what do you do? I go in a cave somewhere. No, God says, sow. Sow. Sow in your heaviness. What's going to happen? You are going to reap a garment of praise. How many knows what praise does for you? Let me tell you what it does for me. It lifts me up. Let me tell you, if I have a praise session, I don't walk out of there like this. No, no, no. I walk out of there uplifted. I feel lighter. I feel rejuvenated. So God says, you're going to have a garment of praise. You're going to be wrapped in it, and you're just going to feel alive again. Think about that. Isn't the exchange way better in your favor? So watch this. In the brokenness, in the mourning, in the heaviness, God does not tell you to not sow. He doesn't tell you to hide away somewhere. He doesn't tell you to become a hermit. No, He tells you to sow. In times of trouble, you sow. You sow. You keep doing the right thing. So there is a harvest in your trouble. Say this with me. You need to decree this today. Say, there is a harvest in my trouble. Say it again. There is a harvest in my trouble. There's a harvest in my pain. There's a harvest in my brokenness. And all God is asking for. You say, I feel like so many people are asking me for this, asking me for that. What does God want from me? All he wants is what you have. That's all he wants because he's giving you seed. I'm going to give you one more example to show you what I'm talking about. This just came to me. When Jesus fed the 5,000, they came to him first and said, these people are hungry. There's not enough food here. We need to send them away. What did Jesus say? What do you have? Is that not what he said? He said, what do you have? They said, we have five loaves and two fish. This is not enough. It would take a whole day's wage to feed, to feed these people, and then some. Jesus said, just give me what you have. Just give me what you have. I'll take it. <clears throat> 2 Corinthians 9 talks about the seed sower. One of the parts in that verse, he says this. He says, he multiplies your seed sown. Is that not what he did with the five loaves and the two fish? 
It was not enough. It wasn't even close. But here's what God told me a while ago, just a little while ago. He said, I'm able to make a whole lot out of nothing. Out of very little, I'm able to make much out of it. And those of you who are tithe payers or whatever, you understand what I'm talking about. You're like, how? No, I don't know how, but how did this increase, right? How did this increase? He said, I'm able to take little and make it much. So all he's asking for today is what you have left. The enemy wants to take what you have left to destroy you. God wants to take what you have left to multiply you, to increase you. Amen? Stand to your feet if you would. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Prophetic Faith, the podcast edition. For partnering information or for prayer requests, you can go to our website at www.accelerantfaith.org or you may email us at accelerantfaith at yahoo.com. And just remember, one word from God can change anything.